Today's episode of the Sidebar Podcast is made possible thanks to Taking the L, a brand new documentary on a new medication produced by the pharmaceutical industry. Taking the L is from the same people who brought you Writing the A and Tossing Some D, and oh man, does it deliver. We've all taken an L at one time or another. Maybe that winter blacktop you stepped on turned out to be an icy puddle of regret, or the town bully pants Gironi in front of your high school crush. Whatever the case, Taking the L is here to chronicle life's L's by filming normal people like yourself as they take pills, then take L's, then learn from their failures. There's a D in positive diagnosis and a D in divorce, but there's no D in L, and that means if you're healthy enough to watch, you're healthy enough to swallow this pill. Don't lose out on Taking the L, not approved by the FDA or MPAA. You surprised your mailman with a gift for his birthday. It's Cologne. Welcome to the sidebar. I'm Sebastian Morales, filling in for Clint Myers Novak, who is currently being hoisted up in a chair at his stepnephew's bar mitzvah on Long Island. Cigar Aficionado is an American magazine that is dedicated to the world of cigars. It is known for its articles about different brands of cigars worldwide and for the celebrities that have appeared on the cover, including yours truly, Sebastian Morales. Our guest today is a frequent contributor to Cigar Aficionado with his monthly article, The Cigarette Tourist, which covers cigarettes and cigarette culture in America. Stan Jefterban, welcome to the sidebar. Hi, yeah, how you doing, Sebastian? I am doing well. Now, I want to dive right into Big Smoke and the Big Smoke yeah. Cigar Convention located in Las Vegas coming up in the fall. I'm going to be going there. It's going to be great. Las Vegas is a hell of a town. You can smoke fucking anywhere in that place, and it's great. I smoked a cigarette in a the hospital. They told me I couldn't, but then everybody else kind of like nodded at me like, yeah, but you can if you just like do it over there. So you were able to coerce the hospital and the hospital smokers to let you smoke in there, and lives were likely lost. Now, I want to circle back around, though. Our beloved researcher, the Internati Harper, actually accompanied you to the Big Smoke Convention. Yeah, that's and, true, and I'm very sorry about what happened. Well, I believe it was our fault for not alerting you about her allergy to peanuts and smoke. Yeah, I do. My diet primarily consists of peanuts. I do like appreciate a boiled, chilled peanut. And uh, I had, I should have told her that uh, I lace all my cigarettes with peanuts. Well, not all of them, but if I'm giving them to anybody, they mostly have peanuts in them. And uh, I, I, I peer pressured her into smoking a peanut lace cigarette, and she uh, fell into anaphylactic shock. Well, luckily, Addie always keeps an EpiPen around her neck because this does happen from time to time. Yeah, and she gasped and pointed at it, and I. I jammed it right in her temple, and, and uh, I guess it wasn't the right place, but it It, it was worked. not, no. It worked. Uh, you were leaving the peanut convention, and you were going to the cigar lovers convention part, and you were lobbying cigarettes at the cigar convention. Yeah, that's right. I think cigarettes should be in Cigar Aficionado magazine. I think they should be at the cigar convention. 
And really, I think smokers is a breed that we've been persecuted. You know, we're not allowed to smoke anywhere, I, 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 it, except in, of course, the great state of Nevada. But other than that, in, here, here in California, where I am currently, I, I cannot smoke in a hospital. I cannot smoke in a daycare. I cannot smoke in uh, the Church of Scientology. I am forbade from doing what I do in most places around this city. So then what would you say your mission statement is? Because you cannot smoke cigars in those places either. Well, my, my main mission statement is to, uh, first and foremost, I'm here to find a cure for cancer so I can smoke in all these places and nobody can bitch about it. Well, you actually brought up uh, a cure for cancer and the way to ingest that cure is actually to smoke it. Yeah, I, I have partnered up with a startup uh, in uh, Simi Valley. They uh, they take they make medicinal cigarettes. They've told me it is a medicinal cigarette that cures cancer. Now, what is I, in the cigarette? Is it all, is it a vape? Is it, is is it a... this gentleman with a ponytail assured me when I I said is that is that marijuana in there? And he goes, uh, no, no, sir, it's not marijuana. And uh, that's all I need from him. I'll smoke anything as long as it's not marijuana. Well, tell me about finding funding for this cure, the R&D, how you, you, you got this off the ground. Because you I'm, were, not, you I'm are, not a numbers guy. You know, I don't need to look at the stats. I don't need to. You just got to tell me. I go, hey, does it work? And someone goes, yeah, it works. And I go, all right, here's, here, I'm on board. I'll, I'll endorse this. Well, well, you have the backing of Smokers United. Yeah. And you're essentially bringing cigar and cigarette smokers together under one umbrella, one cure. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're having an event called Smokes Across America. Where we're all gonna we're gonna be forming a chain across the country, and we're gonna we're gonna be rolling a, a giant cigarette that we can pass from person to person without putting it out, all the way from Los Angeles to Maine. Now, when you say a giant cigarette, how big is it? Well, again, I'm not a numbers guy. I just tell I tell my cigarette guy, I say, can you make this work? He goes, no, I can't make it work. And I say, you better make it work or we're going to have a fucking problem, all right? And he goes, okay, okay, I'll make it work. So, you know, we're, we're working out the kinks. And when does that take place? That's going to be taking place uh, in uh, 2037. Oh, so a little down the line. Yeah, this is a, this is a long, long-term, long-term plan. It's going to take a lot to, lot to make it happen. Now, this is a fundraiser. This is raising money for a cure for smoking well, by smoking. Yeah, yeah. I have been raising a lot of funds by, by smoking cigarettes. And you've brought up a valid point uh, in Smokers United, at, in the Smokers United uh, Parliament. Yeah. You, you've actually lobbied for a higher class, a higher uh, octane cigarette, a Cuban cigarette. Now, what differentiates a Cuban cigarette from a Cuban cigar? Well, as I said, aside I, from the shape, I like to do stuff like put peanuts in my cigarettes, you know, and it, it kind of spices up the flavor. So Cuban, Cuban cigarette is uh, it's ham and cheese and plantains, uh, along with, of course, tobacco. And it's pressed flat. It's pressed flat and rolled in a paper. It is not a cigar. It is a cigarette. 
and I'm told it comes with a pickleback. Uh, like a shot. Yeah, it comes with a pickleback so shot. So this is the first cigarette to come with a liquid shot. Now, tell me, why aren't more brands and companies doing this? Uh, well, there's a lot of uh, laws prohibiting. Because uh, <laughs> it sounds messy. Yeah, there's a, that's, that's part of why I've been you know so involved in kind of the legislation around uh, cigarettes, mostly so we can sell uh, whiskey and pickle juice shots with our Cuban cigarettes. Oh, so these are alcoholic shots that accompany a cigarette. Absolutely, yeah. That is actually not a bad idea. Now, it's a little shot glass, and it's vacuum sealed up top so it doesn't leak. And mm-hmm. next to it is one cigarette, one match. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, it's, it's, it's just the way you, you light the shot first before you pour the pickle juice in. You use that, you light the cigarette with the flame and whiskey, then you pour the pickle juice in put out the fire you take a drag of your cigarette you do the shot you exhale the drag and that's uh that's part of the route to curing cancer and you came up with this idea on an airplane and you were actually uh you actually designed this product for use on airplanes although you cannot smoke on an airplane you would like to reverse that but you that, do most of your writing that on is one of my main platforms that i want to bring back smoking on airplanes and uh, as a, so I often just as a form of protest do smoke on airplanes and I, I have a lot of lot of flight attendants telling me to extinguish it but they have no real power and an air marshal isn't going to shoot me for smoking so well, you I ha- just do it you say that but you, you've been tased and shot multiple times on multiple airplanes I, I have but that's usually when I draw my firearm uh, as well uh, as a, also a form of protest now, how you so you're saying that you bring a firearm mm-hmm. on an airplane? Mm-hmm. Now, you can do this because you yourself are a registered marshal with the uh, uh, Bureau of Tobacco and Firearms. Now, yeah, you are I, actually a government employee. I am an ATF marshal. Now, you you, leave, you cannot leave that detail out because people will think that you're trying to hijack an airplane. Well, that's the thing. I, I am just under the alcohol and tobacco branch. They will not let me be part of the firearms branch of the ATF. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But that's why I have uh, I have made a gun out of glass, out of tempered glass that I use. I bring on airplanes, and uh, it doesn't get picked up by the metal detectors. And then I, I can just I can use it on the plane. Now, one perk I think of being in that bureau. Uh, is that they let you give a speech to the passengers right after the stewardess gives her safety speech, and you sort of tell them what you're going to be up to on, uh, it's sort of a, a beta flight, yeah. a beta test flight yeah, yeah. for smoking. You say, we're trying to roll out these new procedures. So the stewardess gets up there and says things like, we're going we're gonna to be putting our, our vests on if we go in the water, yada, yada, yada. And then I go, sit down, honey. I'm getting up here now. It's my turn to talk. All right, everybody. I'm going to be sitting in the back by the bathroom. I'm going to be smoking cigarettes, and I'm going to be doing pickleback shots. If you get fucking near me, I'm going to draw my handgun on you, and I will I will take you out if I have to. And unbeknownst to the passengers, they've all been carefully selected. Yes, they were all traveling, but it is 85 to 95% full of anti-vaxxers. So when you're testing out... Uh, people that are have peanut allergies or smoke allergies and asthma. These are people that haven't been vaccinated. So it's it's a clean slate to see how the smoke affects them. Yeah, in a lot of our studies, we primarily use anti-vaxxers as, as sort of 
blank canvas of uh, medical conditions. Uh, so it's, it actually takes a lot to get a whole airplane full of anti-vaxxers because a lot of them are uh, hesitant to talk to people. They, they're, they're, they're a paranoid sort, you know. They don't want to get on an airplane. They don't want to answer an anonymous email. So a lot of the time I got to go to these people's houses. Well, it's actually a, a three-step process. You actually vet the families beforehand. You visit them mm-hmm. on, uh, under a false identity. Then yeah. you confront them on the plane and you you reveal your real identity, and then you wait six to eight months and you visit them afterwards with some scientists, some cigarette tobacco lobbyists, and you see sort of what the effects were. Yeah. What have uh, you found? What? Uh, I've found a lot of the time they don't have cancer. Sometimes they do, but we cannot prove or disprove that the cancer is related to me blowing smoke in their faces and, and pulling guns on them. Well, does, uh, does cancer develop? There's, this is mostly lung cancer. Does mostly, it, yeah. Does mostly it develop lung cancer? Yeah. That quickly? It if you smoke enough cigarettes on an airplane, you're gonna give at least one person lung cancer in the duration of the flight. I tend to tend to restrict these experiments to longer flights, like to Japan or New Zealand. Uh, but I never get off the plane because I don't set foot on uh, foreign soil ever. We're st- now we're talking about America. We're talking about mm-hmm. American cigarettes. American and we're talking cigarettes. about how to get Americans and especially cigar smokers in America to replace their cigars with cigarettes. Exactly. How do we do that? Well, part of my campaign here is to just make bigger cigarettes. A cigar, a lot of people like cigars. I think this is my theory. Also Sigmund Freud's theory that... People who smoke cigars like to suck dicks. So the size of the cigar and its similarity to a dick. Uh, if you uh, go back to an, an earlier issue of Cigar Aficionado magazine with Demi Moore on the cover, sucking on a cigar like a dick. Uh, it's part of the allure of the product. So I'm going to make more dick-shaped cigarettes. Well, you actually proposed a new design shape to Smokers United, and it was essentially tobacco nut sacks. And it would just yeah. hang off of the mouthpiece. Hang off the mouthpiece. So there's extra tobacco extra to, it's, up and, front. So when you first light it, it's nice and big. Well, and then you burn off the nutsack. And you, know. you had suggested filling the nutsack, actually, with the shot. Yeah, but then I realized that uh, that was uh, impossible very quickly. Because the, the liquid and uh, fire, they had, they're not friends. Oh, so you're saying it was flammable and people were igniting. I'm saying the exact opposite. In fact, I'm saying that it was in not flammable and that it would put out the cigarettes. Well, you unintentionally started a viral sensation, smoking balls and high schoolers and people, teenagers, were getting hurt. Their faces were igniting with flaming balls. Oh, yeah, that's that's actually very true. Uh <clears throat> Well, you see, when, we, when we're doing product testing, I, we don't... So we do rounds of medical testing on airplanes with anti-vaxxers. Uh, and then when I'm rolling out new products, I usually just take my truck up to the back of, my, uh, of middle school and I start handing out, you know, packs of cigarettes to kids, see what they like, see what they don't like. Because really the business is about getting them hooked young. Like, a jo- you know, Joe Camel's there to bring in kids. We've, uh, we've actually kind of adopted a... Uh, it's an elephant... And he uh, smoked cigarettes through his trunk, and you can get four or five in there. He's got tusks that look like cigarettes, too. And his name is uh, Elf, Elf, 
LaFent. And you've actually been pretty innovative in coming up with new flavors for the uh, elephant cigarettes. Elf, Elf LaFent, yeah. Uh, Elf so, LaFent. Yeah. It's very, very elegant. Thank you. Very elf elegant. Elegant. Elegant fit. See, I'm just, I'm always brainstorming. I'm always coming up with new ideas. And, uh, Elephant? Mm, that could work. I'm going to have to run that by our, uh, our copyright department and see, see who comes up with something better. And uh, if not, we're, we're going to steal that from you and give you no money for it. I don't have a Peabody for nothing. Why don't we get back to the flavors that you've come up with? Now, kids are attracted to these flavors that you've formulated in the laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly addictive, highly flammable. Mm. What is your most popular flavor? Well, we have a mango jewel pod flavor, which is not the, the mango from the mango jewel pod. We actually take old mango jewel pods with the plastic and the metal attached and crush them up and uh, disperse them throughout the cigarettes. So. Kids really like that one. It's very hip with the youngsters. And it's actually better for the environment. It is a form of recycling. It is not better for the people smoking them yet. But it will be once we fix that fucking cancer thing. I suppose if everyone knew that cigarettes did not cause cancer, which they do, but if they didn't, I suppose people would smoke wherever and whenever they want it. Absolutely. And cigarettes do cause cancer, but I fully welcome having cancer because I'm a warrior and I will fight that off. And basically your mission statement is that it's okay to have cancer as long as you don't die from it. Absolutely. And we're not going to die from it after we get our medicinal cancer curing cigarettes on the market that are not marijuana. We'll get back to that after a quick word from our sponsors. Matt Mattress is a mattress named Matt that's not creepy because it's actually a mat that you stretch on, not sleep on. Got it? Good. Matt Mattress is the most popular multi-layer Matt mattress on the market and the only mat you will ever need. Got it? Get it? Yeah, you're getting it. Mats are generally all right, right? But Matt Mattresses are universal stretch systems in the shape of real-world mats you don't know but are bigger and taller than you, so there's no overlap and no shadow mat. Try our best-selling single mat or double down on a double matty or splurge and try our Matthew Matt mattress, which is three times the mat. Yeah, they had me at Matt. Did they have you? If they did, then order up a mat or a matty or a Matthew Matt mattress right now or, you know, when you can. Why wouldn't you? You should. Today's episode of the Sidebar Podcast is also brought to you by Starbucks's new Triple Shot Energy Diapers, presented by Your Diapies. Feeling a faint current running through your backside, ACDC? Then you need Your Diapies, America's number one adult brand, adult diaper. Your Diapies and Starbucks have teamed up to collect your Seattle raindrops using our patented Space Age blend that's 50 pockets of umbrella-wielding protection roasted with hundreds of single-serve espresso pods then blended with our award-winning micro-pouches of flavor crystals. So you can stay dry and stay focused, knowing that the only straw in your scarecrow is available by request from your barista. Don't let a lack of focus turn your grande chai into a vente frap. Download the app and try your diapies and Starbucks today. Your diapies adult brand adult diapers. Trust 
your diapies for when other diapers won't do. And we're back here at the sidebar. I'm Sebastian Morales, and that first part of the interview with Stan Jeffreyban of Cigar Aficionado magazine was recorded nine months ago. We are now joined with Stan's son, Jeff Jeffreyban, who is also a writer for Cigar Aficionado magazine and writing the same article, The Cigarette Tourist. Hi, Sebastian. How you doing? Now, just really quickly, why don't we tell our listeners what happened to your father? Yeah, so a lot of people expected my father that he would die of cigarette smoking due, uh, due to cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it actually turns out that he died after pulling out his glass handgun on an airplane. And there was an altercation with an air marshal and he took control of the cabin of the plane and did not know how to fly a plane and ended up crashing it. So everything unfolded exactly as I predicted. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose in, in that uh, prediction that you recorded right after the interview with my father where you said exactly how he would die, he did die in that way, which I kind of find very suspicious. Um, and I'm wondering, did, what, did you have anything to do with my father's untimely demise? No, but when I see an unfortunate series of events unraveling, there can only be one conclusion. Yeah, you're like a lemony snicket of sorts, I take it. Uh, a little wiser and less fictional, but yes. This is what I'd like to do, Jeff. All right. I, would, I don't want to sully your father's legacy. I want to uh, talk about you picking up your father's legacy and continuing his fight. Why don't we widen the scope? Who, who reads Cigar Aficionado? Who a is... lot of people read Cigar Aficionado magazine. Uh, you know, bus drivers, uh, people in casinos. Uh, it's not in a lot of doctor waiting rooms, which is actually mainly where a lot of people read magazines nowadays. Uh, they don't allow it in there. So it's mostly uh, bus drivers. They're actually the, our, our biggest readership. Bus drivers. Bus drivers, yeah. Bus drivers and uh, people in casinos. Well, you also are pushing for a higher-end cigarette to replace cigars. Is that is that still the case nine months later? Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm trying to start a new luxury brand of cigarette. It's, uh, it's actually rolled from crushed money. Do you roll? So you roll a dollar bill as if you are doing cocaine? I grind up money. And I blend it with tobacco and put it within a cigarette. The Sidebar podcast at the Sidebar headquarters actually has a walk-in humidor and is filled with all sorts of cigar brands. And we actually have emptied out a shelf, thanks to our beloved researcher and your intern. We've cleared out a shelf and we have uh, cigar brands that are there. And what cigarette brands are you hoping to stock the shelves with? What What is your game plan well see i'm coming out with uh, a new brand uh like i said my luxury cigarettes but they're going to be under the company called jeffter bands we're starting our, our own cigarette company now uh branching out we're going solo no more of this grouping up you know we're just gonna gonna fly fly under the radar of that uh that pesky uh surgeon general and that wasn't the original name of the brand you actually named it jeff turbans and that was met with some negative press uh yeah 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 jeff turbans uh mostly it, because of the logo 
the logo. I'll just describe the logo since this is a podcast. It's hard. I'm holding up a picture of it right now, and I'm just realizing that I'm on speakerphone. Yes, the logo I'm holding up. Yeah, but quite, it is an American. It's an American bald eagle lighting a cigarette and giving the finger to a bunch of mentally disabled children wearing a turban. Wearing a turban. Yeah. Not appropriate. Uh, in, in retrospect, it was a bad decision. It's very offensive. Very, uh, you know, to mentally disabled children. And uh, I thought incorporating a turban into a bald eagle would kind of bring bring people into the fold. It's patriotic. You know, it's inclusive. But I guess uh, people people did still find it uh, offensive. No, it was uh, the final doodle that your father did on his deathbed. Yep. Now tell me about living the cigarette life. What does it take to be a cigarette aficionado as opposed to a cigar aficionado? Well, cigarette aficionado's just got to smoke a fucking buttload of cigarettes, buddy. I smoke uh, probably 84 packs every month, uh, which equates to about six a day. That seems high. It's kind of high, but when you're when you, 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 I'm, I'm I'm smoking two cigarettes right now. I'm double fisting. If you if you ever heard the term double fisting, when it's not uh, talking about uh, you know, it's talking about uh, either drinking two beers at once or smoking two cigarettes at once. I really want to dive into cigar aficionado and cigarette aficionado. Tell me about cigarettes and movies. Cigarettes and movies, people have been trying to, for years to get people to stop smoking in movies because it looks so fucking cool. And everybody that's smoking a cigarette in a movie, you're like, God damn, I want to be as cool as that guy. But it's just not that really that easy. But you're trying to bring... Keep co- it going. You're trying to bring cool back to movies and smoking. Everybody knows you smoke a cigarette, you're fucking cool, right? So now that's something that's been banded in, mu- in movies because it makes kids like smoking cigarettes but I always said let kids smoke they got the best lungs they can smoke the most cigarettes old people can't smoke as many cigarettes as kids I smoke six packs a day my son smokes 12 well how do you do that uh, you've been lobbying the motion picture association mm-hmm. uh, the directors guild the producers yep. guild SAG-AFTRA yeah, actually, I, in, in order it. to lobby the Directors Guild, I had to join the Directors Guild. So we actually funded a, a uh, motion picture called Smoke Em Out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I directed it, and now I'm part of the DGA. Uh, we were in some festivals. We didn't get any wins. Uh, but, you know, next time we're going to. Uh, it was a great film, though. And I'm you, not here to plug that, though. And Well, no. Uh, your company actually Can did. I plug it? Can I plug my movie? Go ahead. Plug your movie. So it's called Smoke Em Out. It stars uh, me, Jeff Jefterban, and uh, my son, uh, Jeff Jr. Jefterban. And uh, we go around the country together uh, in bathrooms and smoking cigarettes in public bathrooms because uh, it's all the only place they'll let people smoke cigarettes anymore. Now, it's it's an animated movie. And, yeah. And, and uh, Cheech and Chong actually turned you down. They were disappointed that there was no marijuana in the movie. You're actually against marijuana. Yeah, it's just, it's just because I, it's part of my father's. Like, I mean, like, and you telling you the truth, Sebastian? I smoke, I smoke some weed. Your company did a a countrywide call to find the new face of smoking. I always thought the face of smoking was the pruny creased face of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is kind of a leathery but he's, guy. Yeah, but he's too he's too old. He's out of it. Who's the new face? Well, the new face of smoking cigarettes is Emma Watson. Emma Watson, interesting choice. Yeah, she's not. She's decided not to do a lot of acting anymore. She's mostly doing advocacy. 
Uh, and she's now I brought her into the fold because uh, we're bringing in a fresh new group of group of smokers. And we were hoping to uh, co-op the wizarding world into that. So you're saying that you have infiltrated Harry Potter fandom and you have a somehow a magical cigarette stall at Universal Studios in Harry Potter world. Yeah, it's actually the only theme park in the country that sells cigarettes. We're going to get it put in most of the other theme parks in the country, but we're rolling this out as kind of a preliminary test round at Universal Studios. Because, uh, you know, we think that's a lot of people walking around outdoors. You're going to smoke a lot of cigarettes. You're going to stand in line. Everybody likes smoking cigarettes when they're standing in line. So, Well, you've renamed them. Yeah. They're, they're wizard sticks. They're wizard sticks. Smoking wizard sticks. Smoking wizard sticks. Uh, swizzle sticks, too. Some of the kids have been calling them. We mostly, uh, again, still market to children. What age are these cigarettes marketed for? Well, they're the Harry Potter fandom runs a great breadth and depth of ages. So anywhere from 6 to 35. Not older. You want This is... Uh... What, what separates this cigarette from other cigarettes? Um, well, it's mostly for Harry Potter fans. It's a cigarette mostly just made from Harry po- for Harry Potter fans by Harry Potter fans, advocated by Emma Watson. Well, tell me about the failed amusement park ride. Yeah, so, well, we had a ride called Smoker's Revenge, which is uh, you ride a giant cigarette into a pair of human lungs, and within the human lungs you go in there and you're, you're shooting lung cells and you're you're ripping apart the basic cell membrane of the of the walls of the lung and you're uh you're 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 depleting the lung it's kind of like that that toy story ride where you got the lasers at disneyland you know but we kind of just made it with a cigarette it's like between that and splash mountain but you ride down a it's like a waterfall of phlegm that you're in with the riding in a cigarette I suppose it's very easy to see why universal didn't pick that ride up but you've been pitching it around in lesser tier amusement parks and you yeah, actually found Bush, Bush Gardens is pretty interested. Uh they you know they're they're uh, they're mostly funded by a beer company. So we figured Bush beer fucking cigarettes going together. They don't have the Harry Potter licensing rights, so we're going to have to figure that out and maybe have to rebrand it as some sort of white tiger uh, cigarette, but we're we're gonna figure that out with the Bush Gardens people when we get on top of that. And I'm told a uh, part of her contract, Emma Watson has to smoke two packs a day. She's got to smoke two packs a day. I've got a feeling she's not actually doing it. Well, but, uh, we... I feel that she is doing it because she has cancer. Emma Watson's got cancer. Emma Watson apparently is gonna have to get the Watson removed from her Emma. Well, you know, I guess that's kind of sad, but inevitable. Um, good thing in our contract, we had a clause that forbade uh, any liability on our part. Okay, I, I can't do it. Um, Emma Watson doesn't have cancer. What the was, fuck? We know Emma Watson doesn't have cancer. You texted me a web address, and I downloaded a form, and... An agreement was made that I would read that statement on this show for you to appear so we would have a second act because your father's interview was brief mm-hmm. and uninformative. It's known that you own a tobacco farm in Cuba. Yeah, that's right. It's known that even though you are, you and your family are pro-American, uh, you have communist ties and you are 
something of a war profiteer. Yeah, okay. We did not. My father might have been appeared very anti-communist, but that was all in an effort to disguise his secret communist agenda. And uh, we we have been farming tobacco in uh, Cuba since the Bay of Pigs. When, uh, under my opinion and a small group of other people's opinion, that Cuba has been part of the United States since the Bay of Pigs. Uh, so that is our uh, communist enclave within the United States, technically. Where we have been farming cigarettes and growing a militia. Why don't we touch upon the Bay of Smoke? The Bay of Smoke, yeah, it was a small battle after the Bay of Pigs. Uh, It was mostly just a series of brush fires in a bay. Well, it was started due to lighter development that went awry from your company. Yeah, we also do try to make lighters. Uh, a lot of the lighters don't work. I try to get as, them as powerful as possible. A lot of people call them flamethrowers, but I like to just call it a lighter. But you had to outsource your lighter production to Elon Musk and the Boring Company. Yeah, so the the new ones uh, coming out in the next line will be electric lighters. Uh, they throw... It's like a Tesla thrower. If you've ever played the game uh, Fallout 4, it's like a Tesla gun. It shoots uh, large uh, lightning bolts, basically, uh, that are used to light a cigarette or uh, electrocute a robot. A lightning bolt lighter. Yes. That sounds fictional. That doesn't sound like it exists, Jeff. Yeah, okay, so the Boring Company, they made flamethrowers, right? And I was like, hey, you got them electric cars, right? What if we put one of them electric car batteries in a lighter and just have it shoot lightning bolts out? Tell us, Jeff, tell us about your dream smoke. My dream cigarette? What is your fantasy smoke? What is the scenario? Well, it's all about the scenario, right? So I have just eaten a very large steak. And I am standing out behind the restaurant, butter all over my hands, and I light up that cigarette take a, a big old drag and I get it just it feels good it feels my lungs I get a little bit lightheaded and then the waitress comes out the back and she's like oh well, you look fucking cool smoking that cigarette and I'm like yeah I do and then, then when we start making out with the cigarette smoke we're blowing it back and forth between our mouths and then she she takes my pants off that was Jeff Jefterban coming up next week on the sidebar Smoking jackets, hack joke, or unsung hero of your father's closet. I'm Sebastian Morales, saying see you next time.